0: Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Monday, May 3rd, 2021, and this is Presidential Release 505. I can't believe May is here already. And in Maryland and, and other uh, nearby states, we're getting ready for the 17-year cicadas to come out, in addition to many other things. And we're very excited here at the National Federation of the Blind Jernigan Institute today. Because many of us, including myself and our staff, uh, received uh, shot two of the uh, Moderna COVID-19 vaccine. So we're uh, very excited to be on the road to being fully vaccinated. In honor of that, I have here in front of me on the table our uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci bobblehead, which many people got to take a picture with today today when they got shot number two. So I'm really grateful um, for um, the resources that are being mobilized across the country to keep uh, all of us safe and for the network of the National Federation of the Blind that has helped many, many people, including myself, get access to the vaccine in a timely fashion. And speaking of getting access to the vaccine, our efforts in that uh, area continue. We have sent letters to some uh, organizations whose um, websites are not accessible and are preventing blind people from getting full access to testing and to vaccinations. But we're also partnering with folks uh, to help uh, get blind people to get their vaccinations. And our primary partner there is Lyft, a rideshare company, Lyft through their Lift Up Vaccine Access Program. They are providing access to free rides to members of the National Federation of the Blind to get their COVID vaccines. And we announced this previously, and we said that the the codes, uh, the free codes from Lyft, uh, would be available through April 30. Well, we've talked with Uh, lift and they have now extended the availability of these free lift codes to help blind people get out and get vaccine shots to June 30, 2021. There are uh, two different codes for dose one and dose two. These codes are not uh, being publicly distributed. They are distributed through NFB affiliate presidents. So if you have a need to get assistance uh, getting to a, a vaccination site please reach out to your affiliate president for more information we do need to collect some data about how these codes are used which is why they're not just publicly available. We're coming up this month on Global Accessibility Awareness Day and this year that will happen on May 20th. And we have a number of things going on related to Global Accessibility Awareness Day, or GAD, as it's called. And the first, I'm very excited to announce uh, that thanks to a generous donation from DQ Systems, as well as an anonymous donor, we're going to have a matching gift period uh, during the week uh, that includes... Global Accessibility Awareness Day, which again is May 20th. So every dollar that you donate during that week uh, will be matched up to a total of $25,000 during the week of May 16 to May 23. We had a very successful giving day last May. I think we can do even better in this giving week, and we can help advance the work of the National Federation of the Blind during this Global Accessibility Awareness Week, really, uh, by making donations. And by the way, your donations during that week will also count toward our Give 20 campaign for 2021. So not only can you double your gift, By contributing during that week, you can get uh, your gift included in the Give 20 campaign drawing for this year. More details will be coming out soon on our listservs and in our social media and our other communication channels, but uh, please consider making a gift or encouraging friends, family, others to make a gift during Global Accessibility Awareness Day in that week because we want to get those matching dollars. And thank you again to DQ and our anonymous donors for helping to make that possible. Also on Global Accessibility Awareness Day, the NFB's Center of Excellence in Non-Visual Access to Education, Public Information, and Commerce will be hosting a seminar to uh, highlight the tremendous partnership and work that we have been able to do with the Maryland Department of Disabilities under a non-visual access uh, project, which we have been running uh, with the department now for many years. For more information, you can visit nfb.org slash CENA. At our website, you will find more information. You can. Uh, of how to log on and how to register for our Global Accessibility Awareness Day event. Spring 2021 is a time when uh, many high school students are thinking about taking exams offered by the college board, especially the advanced placement exams. And federationists will remember that this time last year, we worked with blind high school students who were really being shut out of uh, equal access to the advanced placement exams. The College Board simply said, we're not going to figure it out uh, for students, especially who need Braille. And led by some some blind students with our effort, we, we got them to change that decision and got those students access. We would like to hear from high school students who encounter barriers this year in the spring of 2021 in trying to take the College Board Advanced Placement exams and uh, getting accommodations in those exams, either Braille or tactographics or that sort of thing. If uh, you know of such individuals, if you are one of those individuals, if you're a teacher of one of those individuals, please reach out to Valerie Yingling here at our national office and I'll give you Valerie's contact information in just a moment. Another effort that we need you to reach out to Valerie about is the National Telecommuting Institute. The NFB, on behalf of itself, an NFB member and all similarly situated blind individuals, has filed a complaint with the Massachusetts Commission Against Discrimination against National Telecommuting Institute, or NTI, for NTI's discrimination against blind job applicants who use screen access software and other assistive technologies. If you have applied for a job through NTI or similarly have been, have been denied employment because you use speech access software, or if you wish to work from home doing customer service work and are willing to apply to NTI, we'd like you to reach out again to Valerie Yingling. So one more time, if you have applied to NTI and have been denied employment, based on your use of access technology or if you're interested in applying and you're a user of access technology, you want to work from home and are interested in applying to NTI, please contact Valerie Yingling, the legal program coordinator here at our national office. Her uh, email address is vyingling at nfb.org you can also contact her via telephone at our national office. We're getting ready for the National Federation of the Blind Braille Enrichment for Literacy and Learning Academy in-home edition 2021. The deadline is coming up for our first session. The first session will kick off on June 7. So if you want to get your blind child or if you know of blind children that might want to get into this session. The deadline for applying is Friday, May 7. However, we do have two other sessions. We have a session that starts on July 19. The application deadline for that session is June 19 and our final session starts on August 9 and as you might imagine the deadline will be July 9 to apply to that program. Options are available for beginning Braille readers, intermediate Braille readers, and those who already know the entire Braille code. You can visit nfb.org/bell for more information or to apply. I do encourage you to um, get the word out about our Bell Academy. It's fantastic. The in-home edition is really uh, helping to create some innovative new program. We're getting ready to pack boxes and send them out for the first session. You won't want to miss it. Please help uh, reach out to families about this important braille literacy program. I want to tell you now about an important pilot project that we're running from the national office. This is a pilot project to run a radio internet radio station using federation content and we'd like you to participate if you're interested we're exploring the potential of putting together this pilot streaming project based on the suggestions of a number of members who would like to see some more dynamic access to the large store of audio content that we have in the National Federation of the Blind. So uh, this pilot project, you can think of it very much like an internet radio station. Initially it will be based on existing audio content that we have in the Federation. Federation members who have technical expertise to offer, content ideas, and or uh, really just are simply and interested in helping as a participant in uh, this project, to steer it on kind of an ad hoc group, can reach out via email to communications team, that's with an S, communications team, or I kind of think of it as communication steam, at nfb.org when you reach out and express your interest in the pilot radio project please include any relevant background about you why you think this project would be helpful in building the federation and what state you're a part of and any other relevant information and recommendations you would have so please if you're interested in helping out write to communications team at nfb.org i think this is an exciting new project for us to undertake as you know we uh, continue to do work that is led by our survivors task force in the national federation of the blind to make sure that our organization is safe and is as strong as possible. I call your attention to a letter uh, that I published on uh, April 15, giving a number of updates about work that we are doing. And uh, subsequent to that letter, which can be found at our website, uh, the special committee, which is um, looking at the past work of the Federation in this area and we will be delivering an independent report to the organization, has also posted um, some announcements to our website. Here to give us some updates from our survivor-led task force from the great state of Indiana, here is Sarah Meyer.
1: that song. Um,
0: (laughs) Welcome, Sarah.
1: Thank you. Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Sarah Meyer. I am really um, honored to get to be with you all tonight. Um, I'm here to share some updates as well as the latest on our accountability journey as a task force. So let me start with accountability. Um, It was a question that was asked of us a few months ago and um, has been brought up. Um, from multiple people and it's something that we've been deeply committed to. Um, So I just wanted to provide an update. Um, So full accountability is an essential component that ensures that the Federation transforms and um, continues to become a more safe and welcoming community. Each member of the Survivors Task Force agreed to commit to the value of shared accountability Um, this was one of our core values ever since the inception of the task force and we remain steadfast to this commitment we occasionally need to change how we implement accountability amongst the six of us to assure that we are practicing accountability with integrity and without causing additional harm. Um, We've definitely been on our own journeys and it's something that that we are really reflecting on and working on. Um, To this point, some individuals have communicated concerns or potential harms by task force members to President Riccobono or to another task force member. We realize that some people may feel unsafe or uncomfortable with either of these options, so we are identifying a third party for people to submit their concerns. This is one example of how we have modified our process to enhance its effectiveness. Our appreciation and comprehension of the difficulty involved in approaching situations with authenticity, care, respect, and the need to seek resolution has grown exponentially. We're collaborating with members of the diversity and inclusion committee and outside resources to ensure that our approach to being accountable to survivors and our community at large is thorough trauma informed inclusive and ethically sound we will be releasing a more uh, comprehensive statement on the exact process that we are adopting for accountability in the coming weeks so stay tuned and as always we definitely welcome and greatly value any feedback as we are all deeply invested and committed to supporting survivors and amplifying their voices while working to bring healing and restoring safety to our community. So now for some branch updates. Um, As you may know by now, um, we have three branches within our survivors task force. Um, and we are so grateful for everyone who's been getting involved and really deeply appreciate everyone's, um, feedback and support, um, because we definitely cannot do this, um, alone. So, um, as a part of the training and culture branch, we are working on developing phase two of training plans Um, so up until this point um, we have completed phase one of training uh, that rain has provided to um, about a thousand of our leaders and so we're exploring what phase two is going to look like including who's going to be involved how frequently it will take place and so forth we're also discussing the long-term structure and survivor support and advisement and what that will look like following uh, this year's convention. Um, This branch is also securing training for Bell coordinators and volunteers as well as for youth programs across the board. Our team is also looking forward to focus groups with Rain. Um, where we will get leaders, members, staff, and training center students into various sessions for guided conversation to influence upcoming changes and implementation. Um, As part of our efforts for communications and engagement, we continue to publish our monthly blog um, as well as attending several chapter meetings and state conventions to spread the word and improve our overarching organizational culture shift. Um, Our task force has been working closely with Tanya Banya, the third party investigator, to understand the ins and outs of the process, um, her investigatory process. Um, And we are also meeting with training center directors to ensure that our efforts are cohesive and holding accountability and support for survivors and healing. So now for some announcements. Um, We will be holding another open call to gather code of conduct feedback on sunday may 23rd at 8 p.m eastern um, because we got so much feedback um, so much great participation in the first two that we we know we need to do another one so uh, we will also facilitate a call with tanya banya again the third party investigator on sunday june 6th at 8 p.m eastern So stay tuned for that. Both Zoom links can be found or will be found on our website later this week. Uh, That website is nfb.org slash survivors. Um, If you have any access needs in order to participate um, in any of these events, please email us at survivors at nfb.org that's survivors plural at nfb.org and lastly um, as mentioned in um, the april 15th open letter from president riccobono rain is partnering with us to gather feedback from the blind community including nfb members and non-members in a climate assessment survey to help inform recommendations for further sexual misconduct prevention and response programming. This effort will assist in determining additional and continuous training, which will ultimately provide consistency across the organization. This is a baseline measurement to target our Future efforts and will continue to be assessed as a component of our accountability measures. All responses will go directly to RAIN and are completely anonymous. RAIN will then deliver a report detailing findings and implications that will be shared at the time of our 2021 National Convention. The link to this climate assessment survey has been emailed out through our various listservs so check your email um, or you can also find it on um, the homepage of our website or on the website nfb.org slash survivors. Um, You can also access the climate assessment survey by calling the following number and accessing it over the phone. It is 229-632-7878. And again, I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has been providing um, constructive and um, encouraging feedback um, to all of these efforts. We really uh, are grateful. So thank you so much, President
0: Riccobono. Thank you, Sarah, and I appreciate the work of our t- task force and those who have been participating in the task force activities and workshops and different things that we're doing around the community. Look, these are uh, often um, emotional, difficult decisions, and we're, we're, we're working to raise the standard uh, really across the field of blindness. This is very important work, and uh, we appreciate so much the work of the task force and those uh, other individuals who are really digging in and helping with these um, difficult and important conversations. I do want to raise up the climate survey and especially the telephone aspect because this is really, I think, significant that we have put together a system um, that we can use in the, in the future for members to call in and participate in surveys like this using your touch tone telephone. This is great because most of the surveys we've launched in the last few years have really been focused on filling something out on the web. We all know the barriers that that presents. We, in local chapters, have helped people fill out these surveys, but especially with a sensitive survey like this, uh, we want blind people to be able to fill them out privately and independently. And so if you do need that, I encourage you. By May 12, uh, dial 229-632-7878, fill out our climate assessment survey. It will make a big difference. By the way, on the survey, uh, I I should say if you do fill out the telephone survey, also please give us your feedback about the user experience. I mean, this is a system we built for this purpose, but we want to use it going forward. So, So take some notes about your experience jot them down, send them in to us at the national office. We'd like to continue to make it better, just like we do with all of our programs. Now, we do have a national convention coming up from July 6 to July 10, being hosted anywhere and everywhere by our National Federation of the Blind of Maryland. Here is our host affiliate to tell us about the convention.
2: Good evening, fellow Federationists. My name is Ronza Othman. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I serve as the president of the National Federation of the Blind of
3: Maryland. My name is Juhi Narula. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am the secretary of the Maryland Association of Blind Students, as well as the co-chair for the NFB of Maryland National Convention Host Committee. Maryland is so excited to serve as the host of the 2021 NFB National Convention, located anywhere and everywhere. We want to remind everyone to please register for the convention by May 31st, 2021. You can do this by visiting nfb.org slash convention or use the registration form in the braille monitor and mail it back. If you want to submit a resolution, please send it to chairperson Sharon Manecki, who also happens to be from Maryland by June 7th, 2021. Sharon can be reached at nfbmdsm at gmail.com or at 410-715-9596. We are excited about the tours we have planned as part of the convention, and we'll be sharing uh, more information about this soon. But we urge you to visit the NFB National Convention website, nfb.org slash convention for updates. The Jeroen Brill Monitor will also have a ton of information about this year's tours as well. Last month, we held a contest on this release. Well, the contest is
2: still open because no one has yet been able to correctly identify all of the songs and all of the speakers. We are going to keep the contest open until someone wins or until the July National Board Meeting, whichever happens first. You can visit nfb.org slash convention to listen to the contest again. The recording describes how you can submit your responses.
3: We're also launching a blog in connection to the National Convention. You can find out all kinds of fun and interesting things if you visit nfb.org slash convention, including reading our blog posts. We'll be posting information and articles regularly, so be sure to visit often. This year we have decided to
2: bring laughter to the convention. Actually, there's always plenty of laughter at the convention, but we thought we would bring some more and make it official. For the first time ever, LOL Comedy Night will be part of the NFB National Convention. You don't just have to sit in the virtual audience either. We are looking for talented individuals to strut their comedy stuff on the virtual stage. Maybe you're a budding stand-up comedian like this guy.
3: We
0: call it a phone. We don't even use it as a phone. Nobody's talking on the phone. (laughs) Once they gave you the option, you could talk you could type. Talking ended that day. It's over. Talking is obsolete. It's antiquated. I feel like a blacksmith up here sometimes, to tell you the truth. I could text you this whole thing. We can get the hell out of here right now.
3: Or maybe impersonations are more your thing.
0: Good evening. I'm your moderator, Chris Wallace. And I think I'm gonna do a really, really good job tonight. (laughs) First, I want to lay out the rules, which both parties agreed to in advance. Each candidate will have two minutes uninterrupted. Boring. Mr. President, I haven't even introduced the candidates yet.
1: Tell that to my Adderall, Chris. Now, let's get
0: this show on the road and off the rails. And you did take the COVID test you promised to take in advance, correct? Absolutely.
1: Scout's honor.
2: Or maybe you could get some friends together and do a comedy skit Saturday Night Lifestyle.
3: Whatever you want to try, auditions will be taking place on May 15th and May 17th, so start rehearsing now. To sign up to audition, send an email to convention at nfbmd.org or call 443-426-4110 by May 10th, 2021. Be sure to tell us if you would prefer to audition on Saturday, May 15th at 5 p.m. Eastern or Monday, May 17th at 8 p.m. Eastern. NFB LOL Comedy Night will take place in connection with the National Convention. Check the convention page and agenda for details like the date or time. You won't want to miss it because not only will you be entertained, but the audience will be voting for the winner, NFB Idol style. If you like contests more than comedy, we have another one for you. Here are six Jeopardy
2: clues in the category famous Marylanders. The first person to get all of them right will receive a fabulous prize. Don't forget to answer in the form of a question. Send your answers to convention at nfbmd.org, the MD part is very important, or call or text 443 426 4110. Here we go. For 100, this actress married the fresh prince of Bel Air. For 200, this journalist and talk show host anchored the 6 o'clock evening news in Baltimore before becoming one of the wealthiest women in America. For 300, this person was the first African American U.S. Supreme Court justice. For 400, this person is the most decorated Olympian of all time with 28 medals. For 500, This author created the Eve Dallas series and was the first author to be inducted in the Romance Writers of America. And finally, for 600, this person created the Muppets. Remember, send the answers in the form of a question to convention at nfbmd.org or call or text 443-426-4110. The first person to
3: answer all six questions correctly will win a prize. And as a final thought from us, back to comedy. Virtual conventions do have their advantages. You don't have to pay for a hotel room or put up with any of these common hotel issues. Like, for example.
4: Welcome to Hotel Inn where our priority is to make sure your stay feels exactly like staying in a hotel. Ah, At Hotel Inn you'll always be welcomed by our friendly check-in agents who will happily press a lot of buttons really fast and over explain every single detail of every single amenity our hotel has to offer and then some. Each guest will get up to three key cards that probably won't work the first time. And you're going to love your room that you can hardly tell the last person smoked in. (laughs) Each one comes equipped with a cozy corner chair for your suitcase. A fully unstocked mini fridge that doubles as a sound machine. An alarm clock for you to unplug so that you can charge your phone. A thermostat that turns on as soon as you set it to 60 degrees. A bedside lamp with a switch that's located somewhere. And of course, a bed with an elegant down comforter that you might want to avoid touching if possible. In each one of our luxury bathrooms, you'll find a wide assortment of lotions and gels that you don't need, a freshly bagged hair dryer, and a fantastic shower, if you're able to get the water temperature right, and if you're under five feet tall. Our in-room entertainment offers movies still in theaters for the price of an actual movie theater ticket, large popcorn, and three bags of Twizzlers. We also have 24-hour room service. Enjoy a $19 grilled cheese sandwich and a glass of water covered in saran wrap, delivered by a guy who is sure to walk all the way in and make an ordeal out of where he should place the tray.
0: Here? That's fine. I can just leave it on the tray for you, sir. I don't care. Would you like me to put it here, sir? Okay. Here? This is good right
2: here. Remember, you need to register for convention by May 31st to be sure to get the most out of the event, including eligibility for voting and to win door prizes, including the grand prize. Just visit nfb.org slash registration. See you in July, anywhere and everywhere.
0: Thank you very much to our host affiliate for uh, that and uh, I encourage people to not just register but participate in the pre-convention fun. I'm looking forward to the LOL, the new event, as part of our convention. It's going to be pretty exciting. It's, uh, we're, if, assuming we survive the cicada, cicadas uh, here in Maryland, we have the convention to look forward to. Tracy Safranco is the president of the NFB of Virginia and serves as chairman of our Kenneth Jernigan Committee. And he's given me an announcement that says announcing the 2021 National Convention First Timers Concierge Service. Our Kenneth Jernigan Committee uh, would like to help all first timers to the convention make the most of their experience with the National Convention. The 2021 first timers should not just register, like Marilyn said, but you should also uh, request an experienced convention guide from the Kenneth Jernigan Committee. Uh, To request a mentor, simply send an email to rookie at nfb.org. Provide your name, contact information, your state, and a little about you and your interests. The committee will match you with an experienced convention attendee from the committee's membership who will assist you in navigating the agenda, connecting within the Federation network, and answering questions you might have about the convention. Uh, In addition to sending an email, or instead of I should say, you can leave your information as a voicemail by calling 410-659-9314 and dialing extension 2020. Requests for first-timer concierge support from the Kenneth Jernigan Committee must be in by June 15, 2021. June 15, 2021, so get your requests in. And thank you to the members of our Kenneth Jernigan Committee for uh, putting together this new service for our second virtual convention. I have a number of Federation family notes to share with you this evening, I regret to have to let you know about the passing of two members from our New Orleans chapter in Louisiana, Tanisha Walker and Georgiana Chatman. From our Houston chapter, I regret to have to let you know about the passing of Tawana Clements, who died on April 3 from cancer. Betty Wilson, a member of the Greater Baltimore Chapter, passed away. Betty was a senior citizen with a real spirit for maintaining her independence. She lost her battle with cancer on Thursday April 8. Uh, the San Juan Keen chapter of the National Federation of the Blind of California reports the death of a founding member of the chapter. This is Velvet Volante and I regret to also inform you that Patty Ham passed away on April 24. Patty was living in Tempe, but had been an active member of the Kansas City chapter of the National Federation of the Blind for many years. And finally, I regret to uh, share with you the passing of Bridget Worley of Colorado who passed away on April 27. Bridget was one of our blind-at-heart sighted leaders in the National Federation of the Blind. I believe that Bridget first joined the Federation participating in a convention in the late 1980s and among the many things she brought to our movement she was particularly passionate about uh, helping the youngest members of our movement, providing them with mentoring opportunities, and especially helping them connect with employment opportunities throughout the community, especially utilizing the skills and resources of worldly Enterprises, and by the way, that, that includes firing blind people when, when they weren't, weren't cutting it, which, as we know, can be just as valuable as getting a job. I would encourage you to keep Kevin and Nijat Worley and, and all of our Federation family in Colorado who have been deeply impacted by um, Bridget's passing in your thoughts and prayers, as well as uh, these other members and those I may not know about who have left us. In the past month, I do have a number of joyous items to share with you on this release, and congratulations needs to go out to the newest first couple of the Federation, Scott Van Gorp, who's president of our Iowa affiliate, and Chelsea Page were married on April 3rd, 2021 they point out that that's 4321 4321 they say that was not intentional but a pretty cool date to start their journey together and they were very proud to have a number of federation family members take part in their joining together congratulations to the van gorps on becoming the newest married couple of the National Federation of the Blind. Also uh, have a birth to tell you about. Caitlin McIntyre reports that she and her husband, Luke, welcomed Edmund Alexander Serafin into the world on April 8th at 12.23 p.m. weighing in at 3 pounds, 6 ounces, and 16 and 3 fourths inches long. Even though Edmund came early at just 32 weeks, Edmund and mom and dad are all doing very well and they're looking forward to the day when Edmund will come home from the hospital needing to stay in the NICU for, for a while, a number of weeks yet. So congratulations to Edmund and welcome as being the newest member of the National Federation of the Blind. And congratulations also are in order for Greg and Anna Akins of Georgia who completed the adoption process on April twenty nine. Greg as you may know is a leader in our Georgia affiliate and formerly served as president of our affiliate there. They are now the proud parents of Gabe who is 12 years old and is in the 5th grade. So welcome to Gabe as the newest member of the Federation. I believe Gabe is also blind, and I look forward to, to meeting Gabe and Edmund as soon as I get the chance to. Well, it's, it's been great to be uh, back together with you, uh, Federation family. Uh, we have a busy month of May ahead and into June, getting ready for a fantastic national convention. So I'm gonna leave you with our customary endings and say, Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.
1: Hi, I'm Elizabeth Rickabana,
2: and I'm going to be telling you a joke. Hooray! What's the similarity between my mom and Darth Vader? We're both grumpy in the morning? No. Really? What?
3: You both like your chocolate on the dark side. Hi, I'm Oriana Rickabana, and I'll be telling you a joke. Excellent. What kind of flowers do you give moms on Mother's Day?
2: I don't know. What? Mums, of course. Oh, of course.
0: Hello, my name is Austin Riccobono, and I'm here to tell you a joke. Excellent. Why were the Star Wars movies released out of order? Uh, Because I felt like it? No, because directing them Yoda was.
2: The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Office of the President at nfb.org, 410-659-9314 www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.